Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. And I have someone that I'm familiar with today on the show. And Christy, a lot of times I interview people that I don't know anything about, but you were actually featured in the magazine. Gosh, I don't know. It's been a year or more ago, probably. I'd have to go back and look. But um, sometimes we like to catch up and find out what you've been doing in the meantime. And so we thought this time it'd be fun to do a podcast together. And so today we're going to learn about what you've been up to. And um, I know you had a really great summer. You had a lot of fun. You were at the Lake of the Ozarks, which that's a beautiful place to be. And especially if you're in a boat, right? So, <laughs> so we're gonna and we're gonna introduce Christy Ungarten, right, Christy? Correct. Is that what I did? I say that right, Christy Ungarten? And um, we're gonna find out a little bit about you, Christy, your family, your pets, anything you're willing to share about about your life, and then we're gonna find out what you've been doing and how you got to where you are today. So. Let's start with, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay. Um, well, I'm super long-winded, so I apologize if you have to That's good. I like it. The less I talk, the better. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, well, I am a mom, first and foremost. Um, I have four children. We are a combined family. So um, I have two stepdaughters, Ashley and April. Ashley is 16 years old. April is 13. And then I have my son, Chase, who's 13, and my daughter, Charlie, who's seven. Um, they're all involved in sports. So it's constant running back and forth. And I'm sure during this podcast, um, doors will be opening, dog barking. And I wouldn't be surprised if my seven year old comes running over to say hi. So just putting that out there. <laughs> That's all right. We, we are happy about that. So go right on and tell us a little bit more. Where do you live, Christy? Sure. So um, I live in Elkton, Maryland. Um, I am I work for the school system here. I'm a lead family service coordinator. So my job in the school system is to work with families ages prenatal um, to age five and help them connect with like resources um, in and around the community and help with getting kids, young kids, obviously, ready to start school. Um, I also run a Thrive Through Five program, which is um, a new program here in Cecil County, trying to break the cycle of um, substance use um, with within the family system. So that is my full-time job. And then I also have a side business. Um, I detail boats and I also clean homes. So super busy, mom of four, basically working two jobs, working two jobs. Um, my husband, Frank, <clears throat> for a long period of time was also um, working a full-time job and running a side business up, up until actually this week. He decided to go full-time with his side business um, where he builds high-performance boat engines. And I think he's going to be super successful with that. Um, with that being said, um, we want to talk a little bit about how I got into boat racing. Um, I grew up on a boat basically was born on one. Um, my grandfather, who is 84 years old, always had a powerboat. And then it kind of trickled down to my dad, who always had a powerboat. And um, yeah, so I kind of grew up on a boat. And then I met my husband, Frank, who builds high performance boat engines. 
and has a 36 foot Apache and 22 foot Apache as well. So um, boating is pretty much in my blood. I love to go fast. It's just my thing. So um, in 2021, my husband and I went to Key West um, on our honeymoon and it was my first ever poker run. We took the 36 foot Apache and did that. It was super exciting. Um, we were on the ocean. That was my first time being in a powerboat actually on the ocean um, because here in Cecil County, we um, boat on the bay. So that was exciting. And during that time, um, we actually were able to watch some boat racing. Um, and then while kind of strolling around Key West, I ran into the Team Yahoo um, racers and I told them, I was like, that was the coolest thing ever to watch, you know, boats race. And it kind of gave me chills. And I was like, at some point, I think I want to do that. And I remember uh, T.R. Hernandez was one of the Team Yahoo um, racers. And he said, just do it. So here we are. Um, I kind of got my husband on board who he pretty much always wanted to race too. And he's like, all right, if you want to do it, then it's on you. You need to get out there and start practicing. And, um, you know, he taught me the ropes and exactly what to do. And it was over after that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop you for just a minute. So, um, you did a poker run. Now I know what that is on a motorcycle. But how do you do that on a boat? So basically, um, there's different, you get a map of different stops and you go to each okay. stop and you collect the card. It's probably the same thing. Okay. Um, and then everyone meets in one location and then we see who has the best hand. Okay. So you have different, um, so you're on a, where you did that was they had a lot of different dock areas where you drove to and stopped. Okay. Correct. There were also boats out in the middle of the water and they were stops as well. So you would just pull up to the boat and then someone would okay. have a long pole with a card on it. And you just kind of like reached over and grabbed those. Okay. All yeah. right. That's kind of cool. I hadn't heard of that on, on a boat. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So at what age did you start boat racing? Do you mind Let's saying? See. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, I guess I was, let's see, all this math. Um, it was 2021, so 36, okay. yeah. Okay, so you're a recent boat racer. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. okay. And are there very many women that race against you? Um, not really. So in 2021, um, the Tiki Lee shootout on the river. Um, it was the first annual here, right down the street in Maryland. Um, it only took us about 45 minutes to get there. So, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how that all worked out. Um, they decided to do a shootout at the same time I wanted to start boat racing. So that was my first year doing that. Um, that year I was the only solo female to do that shootout. So it's kind of exciting and um, mm -hmm. nerve wracking to say the least, because there aren't many women who um, boat race. Um, so that was my first time. And then the second year that I did the same shootout in 2022, two other females um, also competed in that shootout and they're from this area. Um, and then last year, I believe the same two from the year before 
did the shootout again. And then I want to say there was one other female who also did it. So I do feel like it's an up and coming sport for females. Um, But there are not a lot of women at all that do it. Um, There are two um, ladies that um, have been doing the Lake of the Ozarks shootout for a number of years and they kill it out there. Um, I believe Carrie Six Killer has been doing it This was her 17th year. Um, And then there's also Carolyn Doris, um, who's also been doing it for an extended period of time as well. And they're both killing it out there. They're winning their class. Yeah, they're doing amazing things. Um, This was my first year going to Lake of the Ozarks. I was super excited about it. It was my bucket list thing to do. Um, And I went out there and Carolyn and Carrie were probably, next to my husband, my biggest supporters. They made sure. It was awesome. They made sure I was comfortable going out, um, you know, with them. And they just, they had my back the whole entire time. Like I said, it was super nerve wracking. That's like the biggest shootout in the country, if not the world. So to be able to do something like that and have females supporting you, I think is such an amazing thing. About how many boats competed? Do you know? I want to say... Roughly like 165. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge shootout. And it was super intimidating, especially as a female. And my boat's only 22 feet to be out there with, I said, the big dogs um, uh-huh. who have been doing it for obviously longer than I have. Um, you know, they're in 52 foot boats and going 185 miles an hour. So for me to be out there in a 22 foot boat was for me, it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> I would say that's a very big deal. Absolutely. For yeah, sure. So, um, you know, what do you feel like? So you'd never raced a boat before. You'd, you'd ridden in boats, obviously. But what do you think was the hardest thing to learn about racing in a boat? The hardest thing. So, um Boats are all different. And I would say um, the boat that I'm racing in, like I said, is a 22 foot boat. So it's not very big. Um, It's definitely a driver's boat. So learning um, to feel, feel it out um, and knowing when to trim and when you're able to accelerate, um, you know, watching kind of like the wind and how everything's changing in the waves. That was probably like the biggest struggle for me. Um, out at Lake of the Ozarks, the conditions weren't great. So, but I wanted to hit a certain number. Um, so just being able to feel the boat out and knowing when it was safe to push the throttle and, you know, when I had to pull out. So that's probably the biggest struggle. Okay. So who's been the biggest help in, in helping you learn all those things? And, you know, you've been successful, So uh, who's been the one person that you want to say, I couldn't have been, I couldn't have done what I've done without so-and-so. I would have to say my husband (laughs) and this, and I'll go back to the first time that I raced um, at the Tiki Lee shootout on the river. So I was pumped and ready to go. And he he also races the same boat. So he was like, I'll go out first, I'll feel off the course, and then I'll come back and kind of give you a heads up of what it looked like. So it's like, sounds good to me. So he went out and made his pass and then came back and he's like, all right, you know, this, that kind of filled me in. And then um, he's like, you ready to go? And I was like, I'm not doing it. 
I'm I'm good. You know what? That was so awesome what you did. And I kind of was like, I I think I don't think I can do it. So I um started walking down the dock and he was like, no, we didn't, you know, it wasn't about me doing this. You were the one that really wanted to do it. So like let's go take your butt back there and get on that boat and do it. So <laughs> I would say from day literally day one, um, he's definitely been my biggest supporter. Um, he sets me straight, you know, there's no um <laughs> you know, coddling going on with anything like this. He's like, you need to get out there and do it. So um, he definitely pushes me to my max. And um, I'm super grateful for that because I would have not made it as far as I have at this point. So he's definitely my biggest supporter. Okay. So would you advise the other women to get involved? Because they definitely need support from family or friends. I mean, I, I can see that for sure. You wouldn't be the first person and you won't be the last to not get in the boat to race. And you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this was maybe not a good idea. And then you did it anyway. And and so um, is it something you would encourage other women to do? 150%. So there's multiple reasons why. So I think that there is a stigma that comes with um, women in boating. Um, unfortunately. So I think a lot of people think of women, you know, going on the boat in their bikinis and like, you know, that's, that's your place on a boat women. Right. Um, but I think like, it, I think there's more to that. I think that it can be super exciting and super thrilling. And for a woman to take over the boat and, you know, drive her husband or significant other, just joy riding is a big deal. Um, and there's a thrill in it. Like, and a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get to experience experience that. So, you know, I would strongly encourage women to just get behind the wheel, um, even if it's just to joyride and push the sticks because it's super exciting and super thrilling. And um, yeah, you might be a little intimidated initially, but um, once you get the hang of it, it, it's awesome. Well, and I would think you would want to do some joy riding in a boat before <laughs> you got out there to try to race. I mean, it's not like getting in a car, you know, a car is a car basically, but boats a whole different, a whole different story there. Now, what kind of safety things do you have to wear when you are boat racing? Um, so you have to wear a kill switch, which goes around your wrist, obviously, and like will pull the um, engine. And then you also have to wear um, a life jacket and a helmet. Okay. And then what kind of shoes? Do you wear shoes or no shoes? Any kind of shoes? I just wear flip-flops. Flip-flops. Okay. All right. Because your feet really don't do a whole lot, but I just wondered, you know, whether they had any other kind of rules about that. So, yeah. What's your favorite thing about racing the boat? My favorite thing um, would probably be, you know, like your adrenaline's pumping. Um, I would say in any kind of like motorsport, you get going and then as soon as you push the throttle in a boot and you just like take off, it's just like an adrenaline rush. It's super exciting. Um, you know, when I'm not racing and I don't have a helmet on, on. Um, it's just like the wind in your hair and it's, it's yeah. incredible. It's an incredible feeling. Yeah. It's kind of like my husband and I ride motorcycles. Now we don't race them obviously, but it's kind of the same thing where 
Um, you know, you don't have to wear a helmet. We always do. But even with a helmet on, you get the wind in your face and and the feeling. I always said you see and experience way more of your surroundings when you're riding a motorcycle than you do in a car, obviously. And really the same thing with a boat. Even if you're joy, you're just out for pleasure boating. You just notice so many things that you wouldn't have noticed otherwise. And so I think that's one of the great things about motorsports in general is you're out in kind of a nature in a, in a lot of ways or out outside doing an activity. And, and I think that's, that's one of the benefits I think of, of doing that. Um, do you have any interesting stories to share from your boat racing or has it gone pretty well for you? Um, well, if we take it to the Lake of the Ozarks, like I said, this was my first year doing it. Um, I was extremely intimidated. So we're at a dock and in a cove and the racers start in this cove and then you come out to like where the racetrack is. And I followed Carrie six killer out and a couple other uh, people as well. And we come to the side of the racetrack and as soon as we turned the cove, it was incredible. So they call it a flotilla where I can't even tell you how many boats there were 500 to a thousand, maybe where they're all rafted up. And we went in between this flotilla of boats and people are screaming and hollering. Oh. And I heard people say like, Oh my God, that's a chick in that boat. So I'm just like, ah, so I'm already nervous. And then we come out and it's like, what, what is happening? Um, so then I pulled to like where um, you kind of like walk, like wait around until your number's called to take off. And um, like I said, we were on the side of the track. So um, my nerves are going. I'm, I'm like, ah, I hope I can like, you know, do well. And I want to hit a number and they call my number on. We had to have walkie talkies. So they call my number and I just took off and made the turn where the um, start boat was, I thought. And take off. And I was like, I'm on a great pass. I'm going to make a great number. And I pull out and call my husband and I'm like, what did I do? And he's like, Christy, you didn't even go on the track. And I'm like, what? Well, I missed the start buoys and I went around that. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was my first pass uh, at Lake of the Ozarks. So I unfortunately got disqualified. Um, but then I learned after that, you know, stay in the yellow buoy. So I was good after that. But yeah. So um, did you get another pass then? Yeah, so I actually did um, three more passes after that. Um, okay. Yeah, so 82, 87, then 89 was my um, oh. my best number. So Nice. And what was yeah. your goal? 90 was my goal. Okay, well, you were close. <laughs> you almost got it. Yeah. You almost 80, got it. 89 was the fastest I've ever gone. So for me, um, you know, I didn't hit exactly what I wanted, but, um, you know, that was my top speed ever. So for that, I'll, I'm proud of myself for that. Oh, I mean, thinking about going 89 in a car is not really, I mean, it's fast, but it's not really all that. I mean, we have probably driven that on the interstate at some point, but on, on the water, uh, on a course, I would think that'd be, that'd be pretty fast for sure. Yeah. So tell me, what does a typical race day look like? Um, it looks like getting up extremely early because I didn't sleep the 
<laughs> before. Um, so just getting up, um, I eat a very light breakfast because my stomach is churning. And then um, just, I try to like block out everybody. So um, race day, people will be texting and calling and Facebook messaging. And, you know, we're so excited for you and you're going to, you're going to do great and blah, blah, blah. And I honestly, like I turn my phone off um, and I just really try to stay focused. The only person I communicate with is my husband. Um, he's like my crew chief. Mm-hmm. So um, I literally just kind of, you know, we chat back and forth of what it's going to look like, what I need to do um, kind of like pregame. And then, you know, we get to where we need to be and then kind of go from there. But I really try to um, not have distractions. Um, I feel bad sometimes because I know people are reaching out, you know, obviously because they're super excited too, but um, I just kind of block everybody out and yeah. stay focused on, on what I need to get done. So. Yeah, for sure. What do your yeah. kids think about you racing? <laughs> so um, they've, see me race at Tiki Lee shoot on the river. Um, they think it's cool. They were super nervous. Um, my seven year old who is going on 17, um, is always like, mom, I'm like scared for you. You know, um, I don't want something to happen to you. And like, I totally get that. And, you know, I don't like that aspect of it, of them worrying about me, but at the same time, um, I think it motivates them a little bit. So like I said, in the beginning, they're all involved in sports and competitive sports. And, you know, it's one thing for my husband and I to push them and, you know, tell them that like, you have to work really hard if you want to be good at something, but for them to see, um, especially like the teamwork between my husband and I, and us pushing each other and going out there and competing. And, you know, they know that I'm super nervous the day of, of the race. And I'm like, I hope I do well. And they're like, you're going to do amazing. You know, just push that stick. Like, it's cool. And it's a family thing. Um, so I would definitely say that they think it's cool. And, uh, my seven-year-old actually wore my boating, my boat Jersey to school the other day. And she was telling everyone that my mom braces boots. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool for sure. So, um, have you, what would you say is your least favorite thing or the most difficult thing for you as far as racing a boat? So I would say getting out of my own head. So um, my anxiety, you know, takes over sometimes. And I do think that I could have hit a better number at Lake of the Ozarks, but I was so like worked up and anxious. And like I said, the conditions weren't great. Um, So like, and like I said earlier, it's a driver's boat. So you have to drive through it. So the boat will start getting a little squirrely and like, it's those moments that you have to have, um, the gusto, I guess you could say to just like drive through it. Um, and I did a little bit, but at the same time, like, I know I could have definitely done a little better. Um, but it's definitely like getting out of my own head and just, just pushing the stick. Yeah. So when you've gone, either to your first race or any of these races, have you ever felt like you didn't fit in or people look at you and be like, you know, why is a woman trying to race a boat or you're just accepted? What, how, how does that work? So I would say initially, um, people kind of didn't take me seriously. Um, they were like, yeah, you know, that's cool. Like you want to do it almost like, 
pat on the back kind of thing. Um, and then after I did it the first time, people were like, oh, okay. And then the second time, um, you know, I did better. And then this year, I would say is the year that I probably gained the most respect. Um, so if we back up a little bit after last year's race, um, in 2022, I told my husband that I wanted to go faster. I was like, I want to go faster. I want to put a, a blower on the boat. Like, can we do it? Like you build these engines, like let's do it. And he was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like that's a lot of work <laughs> and money and time. And he's like, if you want to do it, you're going to come into the garage and help me build it. So I was like, all right, I'm in. So we spent all last winter um, putting a blower on the engine, rebuilding it. We dynoed it. We did it all together. And I feel like, and along the way, he took videos and pictures of me doing it, which was cool. Um, and I think people realized that I was serious about it at that point. So I do feel like that helped. Um, so I definitely feel like I gained more respect in the boating community. And then this year, I have to say, going to Lake of the Ozarks, I've never felt more welcomed ever in the boating community. Um, like I said, Carolyn and uh, Carrie um, like welcomed me with open arms. They were feeding me. They let me come hang out with them. Like um, Carrie was able to like make some connections and get me a slip, like all kinds of amazing things. Um, Tim Kowalski, who owns, um, oh, the name is escaping me right now. BioClean, sorry, BioClean products. Um, he was also super supportive and he gave me a sticker to put on my boat. He um, gave me products to use. He was able to get me a slip near them, which was like a really big deal. Um, and I felt like part of their family, like they were so mm -hmm. welcoming. Um, and I def it definitely helped my anxiety and helped us to have an even better time out there too. So, yeah. And, you know, it probably helped you relax too. You know, when people are welcoming and you feel like you're part of the group, then it had to make you feel more relaxed and, you know, more fun, too, for you to be there and feel like you've made new new family. I call it racing family. So um, I love hearing how welcoming everybody was. That's great. Yeah. So how have you or or would you like to make an impact on motorsports the in the boating arena. So I think continuing to grow and push and encourage more women to get involved in, you know, in boat racing um, or car racing or whatever it might be. You know, like I said, I feel like there's a stigma where, you know, um, any guy can go out there and push the sticks and like they have this like I hate to say it, but like macho kind of attitude and like any guy can do anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But for a woman to get behind the wheel of a race car or a boat and like show these guys how it's done. Like, I just feel like that's not, it's so exciting and so encouraging. Um, there was another guy in my class, um, this year at Tiki Leeds and he's super now he's super competitive with me after we put the blower engine on or the blower on the engine he um was like my biggest like competitor at that point and like I feel like that's that's exciting that's thrilling it's like yeah I can go out there with the big guys I can I can race just like any of them and I'm you know I'm not scared anymore um or intimidated so I mean yeah I think I think that's exciting yeah I do too and just 
I was just, when you were saying earlier, you were the only girl and then the next year there were two more. And then this year there's another one, you know, um, one of my favorite sayings is if you see her, you can be her. So somebody saw you, somebody told them, Hey, there's a woman racing somewhere along the line. I, you may not ever know it or whatever, but, um, it sounds like, you know, next year there's probably going to be more because it only takes one to kind of, you know, break through. And then the other ones are like, I've wanted to do that, but I didn't want to be the only woman or something like that, you know? And so now you've kind of got this little cluster of three of you and maybe four of you. And then, so I love that you're making an impact. You are, even if you don't maybe know it for sure. So what do you want your legacy to be when you're all done racing? Oh, man. So people have said that I could potentially be the next Betty Cook, who was a big time famous boot racer. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of, if I can just, like I said in the beginning, like encourage more women to get behind the wheel and take over and just drive, like racing okay racing might not be for you but if you can just get in the boat and like take it out and do like a girl's day like I've done that numerous times and it is so much fun um mm -hmm. and just like have more women like get involved you know I didn't start driving the boat on my own until I was um like 35 so you know there's never like an age limit or a time like just do it so if I can get more women just out there like driving around and having a good time like for me that would be amazing and you know, like I said, I also have three um, daughters. And if anything, if I can just motivate and encourage them to know that they can do anything that they put their mind to, as long as they work really hard, um, you can get out there with the guys, you can do whatever, you know, whatever it takes. Like for me, that would be enough for me. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking and I, you know, my, my brain is always in the marketing mode. I just love marketing. Marketing was not a thing when I was in graduating from high school and darn, if I had just known, I mean, it probably was a thing, but you never heard about it. Right. Right. I, I love that part. And I was sitting here thinking, um, have you ever taken your boat and done an appearance at like someplace where they sell boats or anything like that? Because it, I think you would be a huge draw for a company that did that. So you might have to, put that on your list of things to do because that would be a great way to encourage people or women. And then I was going to ask you also, what's, what, how old do you have to be in order to start racing? I believe you have to be 18 in order to start boat racing. Um, I mean, you can be 16 to get your boat license, um, which we encouraged and we pushed all of our kids last summer to um, start working on their boating safety course. So they all did that last year in all pass, which was super exciting. Um, but yeah, um, if we go back to the marketing thing, so another super exciting thing that happened, um, when I started racing was Bob Sassenti who, um, made the Apache boat reached out. So he had always kind of been friendly with my husband, but when I started, um, racing, he started following me and being a super huge supporter. Um, you know, uh, he wore one of my shirts, one of the, one of my race days too. So, I mean, for me, that's like a really big deal too. Yeah. So he definitely promotes me with the Apache boots um, too. So I think that's exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that is exciting for sure. So uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, I think you said the Lake of the Ozarks was on your bucket list. What else is on your bucket list, whether it's boating or not boating? You got a bucket list? Oh, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> uh, so I I turned 40 next year. So um, next year I would like to do the Key West Poker Run again with my husband because um, we had like the best time. And I feel like that's kind of where it all started, like the feeling and all that stuff. So I'd like to do that. So it's kind of on my bucket list. Um, I'd also at some point like to go back to Lake of the Ozarks and I would love to take first place in my class. This year I took second, um, but I'd like to get out there and really, you know, get over the hump and, and win my class. So that would definitely be probably top of my bucket list. Okay. Do you have a vacation spot that's on your bucket list? So mm, not really. So we, we travel all over the place um, for our kids sports. And then um, I come from a really large family. So on my dad's side, there is, I believe 28 of us. Wow. And every year we um, go to the outer banks or Virginia beach. We kind of alternate and we run a big house mm -hmm. and we are all together for a week. Um, and some people think we're crazy. which maybe I we think are, but... amazing. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. But yeah. me, my grandparents are, you know, in their 80s, and it is the one thing that they look forward to the most um, every absolutely. single year. And when we leave that vacation, we start planning for the next year. So um, being completely honest with you, like, that's one thing that I, um, like, I hold on to and I look forward to every year. So as long as that keeps going, you know, it completes my bucket, too. So, you know, I'm going to have to encourage my kids to do something like that because the one thing I've never had is all of my kids and grandkids in one place at one time to get a picture. Oh so that's my that's one of my bucket list items is to get them. I have 16 grandchildren right now. Um three daughters. My son passed away but um you know just if I could get them all together all the, all the grandkids, you know, um, my parents are gone and that. So, you know, it means more to you after you've lost some people. Um, and like your grandparents, they have to just be tickled to death to be able to come and do that. I know they do because, you know, I'm not 80 yet, but when I am, that would be what I would want to be doing for my vacation. So, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool to do that. Yeah, my so, grandparents. Like, like I said, my grandparents are in their 80s, and if there's one thing, um, they are probably um, my biggest role models. Um, they are family first. They are the most heartless people you'll ever meet in your whole life. Um, or I'm sorry, selfless people, not heartless, selfless people you'll ever meet in your whole life. Um, they volunteer. My grandfather's still like working and doing like amazing things in the community and volunteering. And um, they're definitely the people that I hope to be most like, you know, at their age. So, yeah. Well, you just answered the next question. Uh, it was who, who's been a key part of helping you become who you are or a mentor in your life. And it sounds like it might've been them. Do you have anybody else or that's the answer to that question? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I would say that it would definitely be my grandparents. They, like I said, they are family mm -hmm. first. Um, always said like we look out for each other no matter what and my whole entire life like I know that the 28 people that get together every year would have my back no matter what um yeah. and we always look out for each other so and that stems from my grandparents so yeah I would definitely say they are my biggest mentors and role models so okay so I know you're really busy so this may may or may not apply to you but um you know I think in the motorsports family area, we all call our motorsports friends, our family. Um, do you have a way or have you ever had an opportunity to like give back or help somebody else, um, you know, either see what racing is all about or in some other way, you know, what, what would be something that, you would have done maybe and maybe not yet because you're young you're only in your 30s still <laughs> for another year in your One 30s yeah minute. um or how would you like to do it how would you like to be able to give back if you if you had no limitations so like I, like I said in the beginning too, um, I work for the school system. So my job prior to that, um, I worked for the state, I did child protective services. And so I've seen like the worst of the worst. I've seen kids go through, um, the most horrible things that you can even imagine. And most people can't imagine any of them. Um, so I would love at some point to be able to give back to those kids, whether it's taking them on a boat ride because a lot of them obviously will never get that experience um or just having them like go to the beach like something like that um yeah I would love to be able to do something like that yeah that's that's great I love that so Chrissy do you like to read and if so do you have a book that you lean to or have enjoyed that you would like to share with us so um, my all-time favorite book um, is called Shattered, um, and it's about a woman who sounds maybe like a little morbid, but she um, was was kidnapped and she fought and she did whatever she, it's a true story, and she fought and she did whatever she needed to do um, to save herself. And um, out of all the books that I've ever read, that book has always like motivated me and just reminded me that like, no matter what situation you're in, as long as you keep fighting and never giving up, um, you can get through anything. So definitely, um, Deborah Pugliese Sharp is the, um, is the author and she's obviously the the one that, um, the story is about, but, um, yeah, that's one of my all time favorite books. And it sounds, it sounds like, <clears throat> excuse me. It sounds like a good book because obviously it ended well. Because she wrote about what happened. And, and so, you know, there's days that we just think nothing's going right from the minute you get up and that, you know, or it might be a week that nothing's going right, whatever it might be. But that book shows you that, you know, there is a good outcome. You just can't give up. You can never give up. Right. And there's always people in worse situations than we are. <laughs> yeah, we think, yeah, we think nobody has it as bad as us, but that's not really true, is it? Right. Yeah. So true. So, 
Shattered. It's called Shattered. So there's the there's the book for you to uh, pick up and read or listen to on Audible, whatever, and and maybe get some motivation from it. So that's great. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. So is there anything I haven't asked you about or we haven't talked about that we should have talked about that we missed about Christy and her boating and her racing and anything at all that that you would like to share with our listeners? I mean, I just think like it's super important for um, this generation to see that, you know, hard work and determination, like you can do anything. Um, unfortunately, I, I kind of feel like kids um, are growing up in a generation that it's really tough, like peer pressure and the things that they're seeing. Um, I don't know that a lot of kids have like positive role models anymore. So for me, like I said, I work for the school system. I have kids myself. Um, and I would just encourage more people to like do the right thing. One of my favorite um, quotes from um, my previous job was um, always do what is right, not what is easy. Yeah. Because I think that's like an important um, thing to live by, right? So as long as you work hard and you're determined and push through and you're a good person, um, look out for other people. I think, you know, your life will be pretty good, right? It's not easy, but as long as you do the right thing, um, you'll live a pretty fulfilling life. Yeah. And you know where your kids are concerned, they're, they're at some really tough ages. Um, you know, be the, be the place where kids feel they can come to. My house, when my kids were growing up, was kind of the hangout house a lot of the time. My house and another house. And I always said, oh, I'd rather have them at my house than I know what they're doing. <laughs> and sometimes when they weren't at my house, it wasn't a good, it wasn't good. But, um, you know, overall, it, it was pretty good. But, um, you know, be the play, be the parents, be the place that other kids want to come to. Uh, I think that's a good thing for parents to think about because um, you want kids to feel comfortable and feel like they have some place to go no matter what. And so I like that part. And I agree with what you say. And I'm sure working in the school district, you see and hear about things that maybe some of us don't have to deal with anymore. You know, the social media, the bullying, the, kids that have access to guns and everything, it's scary. And so um, if we can get more people involved, kids especially involved in racing and motorsports and surround them with activities that keep them busy and, you know, give them a sense of pride and accomplishment and fulfillment, then maybe we can do our part by getting them involved in motorsports of some kind and uh, keep them off the streets, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely positive. It's definitely a positive lifestyle. Um, right. And I, I like what you said, you know, it, keep them busy and get them involved. Like you have like your, your blood family, but then you have like your, your other family too. Like your, oh, we have yeah. our voting family. So, you know, I think things like that um, are just positive, you know, things in the kids' lives. So, yeah. Yeah, abs absolutely. For sure. Well, Christy, um, how can people follow you? Are you on social media? If we want to follow what you're, where you're going, how you're racing, how would we do that? Sure. So um, I do have a Facebook account. It's just 
uh, I'm listed under Christy Ungarten. Um, I also have an Instagram. I don't get on there very much, um, but I do have an Instagram and, you know, we post things on there. Um, I also have like my business page, um, see you on the Bay LLC. You can follow me on there. I, um, sometimes I post things about racing on there. Um, you can also follow FU Marine LLC. That's my husband's, um, site where you can see any upgrades that we are doing on our boat. Um, you can find my videos and pictures of me building the engine, um, last year. And he's got some cool stuff on there too, in regards to the boating world. So I would definitely okay. follow both, follow me and him. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds great. Well, I want to say thank you for being on the show today. I know you've got important volleyball to get to, so I'm going to let you go because I'm sure that, um, you got to drive somewhere to get to it and I don't want you to be late. So, uh, I appreciate the, the time that you spent with me today, Christy, and we'll be following you. Um, one of the things that um, my friend Brett actually kind of started this, but we always say that the Women's Motorsports Network is a family. And once we introduce you, meet you, feature you, whatever it might be, then you're part of the family. And so we always say welcome to the family. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I love what you guys are doing. I think, think it's incredible. Um, I follow your page. So yeah, super exciting. And um, thank you for welcoming me into your family. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you have a good off season. I'm sure you're done racing. And then uh, we'll be catching up and watching what you're doing in the spring. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Christy. Thanks. Bye.